Hey everyone, welcome back to the Wellness and Chill podcast. I hope you all had a great weekend and are having a great start to your week. If you guys are listening to this the day it comes out, I hope you have a happy 4th of July as well. Right now recording this, it's about 1.30 p.m. on Thursday, so not quite the weekend for me yet, but I'm honestly just looking forward to this weekend to chill and relax a little bit. I feel as though I've been just going nonstop and have been constantly busy this past week and haven't really given myself a lot of time to just fully relax, fully sort of unwind and turn my brain off, so that's what I'm looking forward to the most. No crazy plans as of now and I'm honestly perfectly fine with that. Maybe catch up with some friends and family for the weekend but anyway I also wanted to talk about how my coffee relationship is going and if you've been following some of my past episodes you know that me and coffee have a very bad relationship. Um, Coffee doesn't make me feel good. Coffee gives me anxiety And today I woke up with this strange anxiety that I just can't seem to shake today. I decided to go ahead and have some coffee with my breakfast this morning, despite that. And I also just took a trip to CVS and I went there because I really wanted to get um, one of those Olipop drinks. Um, I've really been enjoying them lately. I know they sell them at like Target and Walmart, but I wanted to see if CVS had them. Basically, they're like these probiotic sodas, so to speak. They're like probiotic sparkling waters, I guess you could say. Um, They don't really have sugar in them, and they have probiotics in them too. And honestly, I just enjoy the taste of them and definitely think that they are a healthier alternative to just regular soda. So that's what I went there for, and unfortunately, they didn't have that, and none of the other drinks were really calling my name except the beautiful cold brew sitting there. So here I am, feeling anxious, one coffee in already, and just opening up the second cold brew. So wish me luck, guys. I don't know why I self-sabotage like this. I truly just believe that the caffeine is addicting, even though I don't like the way it makes me feel. It's just sort of a refreshing drink that's not water. So... I'm still trying to kick that habit because I really, really, really want to kick that habit because I know I honestly will feel so much better. So yeah, something I'm currently working on, but so far, update, not doing well. Also, I am trying to save money. So going ahead and buying this $3.50 coffee when I have coffee in the house also wasn't a smart decision. But, you know, live and learn. And unfortunately, it's just taking me a lot longer than usual to learn this lesson for some reason. (laughs) But anyway, I would like to get into today's episode. It is how to overcome gym anxiety. And I'll also talk a little bit about my current workout routine, which honestly isn't very strict at the moment. So not going to go too deep into that. But I did write down 10 tips that I came up with when overcoming gym anxiety. Um, These are really good for beginners if you, you know, maybe never step foot in a gym but really want to. But also for people who maybe have been going to the gym for quite a while but still sort of struggle with that gym anxiety. And don't get me wrong, I can still get like a little uncomfy at the gym at times. And I know the things that sort of trigger me and make it worse 
However, there are some days where I'm just maybe not feeling as confident and feel as though everyone's looking at me even though they're not. And I think my biggest struggle is like days when it's really busy and I feel everyone around me. And honestly, I think like the most awkward moments at the gym are when you're finishing a set and you're waiting to start your next set, like I just don't know where to look. Like I don't know if I should be looking at my phone, looking at the floor, looking at the wall, the TV. And I think that's like the most awkward just moment of time and I don't know what to do with myself. So in that situation, I still get uncomfy for some reason. So, you know, the phone is always my go-to, just kind of maybe adjusting my music, adjusting my volume, maybe putting some of my workouts in uh, and just sort of playing around on there. But yeah, I also don't like when it's super busy, but that's going to be part of it too. So I'm going to get into my tips. Welcome to the Wellness and Chill podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Schultz, certified nutrition coach specializing in helping women gain muscle, take care of their gut health, and gain confidence along the way. Each episode, I'll be discussing wellness topics ranging from nutrition, fitness, mental health, and how we can all work to get closer to our authentic selves. I might even bring on a few special guests along the way. Thanks for taking the time to listen today, and I can't wait to get into the episode. So my number one tip is great for beginners. So maybe you haven't really gotten into the gym yet, but you really want to start. And my number one tip would be to get comfortable sort of with certain movements at home first. When I first started working out, I honestly worked out strictly in my bedroom for about a year before I ever stepped foot in a gym. And that's because when I started this, I was pretty young. Um, I didn't have a gym membership. I didn't even have a car, I don't believe, at the time I was starting all this. Um, So I couldn't really go to the gym, but also I don't think I would have felt comfortable going to the gym just because it was such an intimidating sort of new setting for me. And I didn't really know what I was doing, so I was scared of embarrassing myself, and I was nervous that, you know, it would just be full of all of these men who are, like, bodybuilding and have, you know, their shirts off and are, like, grunting as they're lifting their weights and slamming their weights on the ground, and I just had this fear, I think, of looking like I had no idea what I was doing, and also at the time I was, you know... 90, 95 pounds. So also a form of embarrassment I felt around that because I just felt as though I would sort of stick out at the gym, which looking now like is totally not true. And that was definitely all in my head. But at the time, that's how I felt. But I would also spend a lot of time like watching tutorials on YouTube or, you know, getting some inspiration from Instagram and watching maybe some fitness influencers performing certain exercises and workouts. And then I would try them at home first. You know, I'd look in the mirror. I'd sort of copy the movement. If I had some light weights, I'd maybe get a little comfortable just, you know, perfecting the form a little bit and getting just more comfortable with like the names of the machines, the names of certain exercises, And just getting more familiar and doing my own research to build up the confidence to even just walk into the gym. So that brings me to my number two tip, which is sticking to the machines you know in the beginning. 
So when you do sort of make that step to first going to the gym, I really recommend like maybe just start on the treadmill for the first day, like walk on the treadmill, warm up, also sort of just get a little bit more familiar with the setup of your gym, maybe look around while you're walking and just see what other people are doing, where the different machines are, and sort of just like observe and learn from them a little bit more. It really helped me, I think, doing that and just seeing, you know, where everything was and also just, like I said, getting comfortable with the different movements and watching what other people were doing. I learned a lot from, you know, sort of just observing other movements and looking up to other people in the gym and also like I said on YouTube or Instagram. And that brings me to tip number three is to go to the gym with a plan. So I personally use Core Circle which is an app to help sort of track your workouts. It's also great for gaining inspiration on different workouts to do if you don't know what workouts to do. You can follow other people's exercises And I use that honestly to post all of my workouts. So you can follow me on there. I think my handle is Michaela Schultz. Let me check right now. Yeah, my handle is at Michaela Schultz. So you can follow me on there. Usually I will sort of screenshot my workout summary and post it on Instagram as well. But I really love that too. Also just keep track of the weights and my progress. And I guess you can say I'm a little bit biased towards the app because I do work with them. But I truly do believe in the app. I think it is absolutely like life-changing when it comes to just keeping track of everything in a very organized manner it's a lot better and easier I think than using just like the notes in your phone but going to the gym with a plan really can help you sort of prepare yourself before you get there and that way you're not just walking around the gym clueless and not knowing what you're going to do next so I think that can take a big weight off of your shoulders as well and another thing that I recommend along with that is there are certain like Instagram influencers that have workout guides that you can purchase and they're usually pretty affordable. I know I've done some from different influencers in the past and I don't think I ever paid more than maybe $50 for like an eight-week plan which tells you exactly what to do every single day for eight weeks And I recommend that for beginners, but also for people who've been in the gym for a long time and just need some new inspiration, maybe some new workouts to try. I also find that it helps you stay consistent because when you see the workout plan laid out for you, you know exactly what you're going to train on what day, what exercises to do. It just takes a lot of the guesswork out. And honestly, I've been using one right now. Some of the people that I have used guides from in the past, I've used from Katia Henry. Uh, Lindsay Burt is the one that I'm currently using now. She was on the podcast in the past as well. She has amazing glute guides. Also, Kate, I don't know her last name. I think her handle on Instagram is Taylor Katie. Um, But there's a bunch of different influencers that have their own guides. So if you just sort of follow them on Instagram, they usually have their guides attached in their bios. Tip number four is to wear something that you feel confident and comfortable in. And that is going to be different for everyone. 
When I first started going to the gym, I was really focused on just wearing sort of oversized clothes because that's what I felt comfortable in. I didn't really want people looking at me or drawing attention to myself. But now that I'm more comfortable, I prefer to wear, you know, cute outfits and I've invested a lot of money in gym clothes and that's sort of what motivates me to go to the gym and that's what I'm confident in now. So it can sort of change as you progress, but just listening to yourself and just getting yourself cute and comfortable for the gym in whatever way that means to you. Tip number five is to listen to a boss bitch playlist. One of my favorite go-tos at the gym is the Feeling Myself playlist on Spotify. It is mostly consists of women empowerment artists, Beyonce, Lotto, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, and they really get you sort of in that good mind space and sort of just getting you confident and pumped up for the gym. You know, you can obviously create your own playlist. There's tons of gym playlists on there too, just saving some of your favorite music for the gym. Number six is to realize that people really aren't focused on you and what you're doing. And I think this is the biggest probably barrier that people face, including myself, is thinking that everyone's looking at you and judging you when in reality, they truly are more focused on their own workouts and staring at themselves in the mirror. I have never looked at somebody in the gym and thought, damn, they look so dumb over there and have no clue what they're doing. Like, wow, they have no idea what weight to do or they're using five pound dumbbells. Truly, I look at people, I'm like, wow, like they're at the gym, they're actively working on themselves to improve, to get healthier, to get fit. And I look at that as like, wow, like that's amazing. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that's how most people are too. You know, every once in a while, you will catch like a creepy old dude looking at you. And that brings me to tip number eight. If you do notice someone staring at you, just give them a show (laughs) like or tell them to F off whatever one you feel more comfortable with. If they want to stare, they can stare as long as, you know, they're obviously not making you completely uncomfortable or being like too obvious about it that it is maybe a cause for concern. If that's the case, I recommend just maybe hanging out in the locker room for a while or even telling people at the front desk. Um, I have had like one really creepy encounter at the gym, um, but aside of that, I haven't, I guess I'll do a little story time since I brought it up. Um, But the one time I was at the gym, I noticed this one guy staring at me very obviously, literally my entire workout. And it was making me uncomfortable because like he wasn't even being discreet about it, which I feel as though if anyone is staring at you that long and that obviously, then they're probably a psychopath. So I was very uncomfortable and I went to the locker room because I was getting my stuff because I just wanted to leave at that point. And I came out of the locker room and he was sitting on the bench right outside the room and he stopped me. And I'm like, oh my God, of course. And he was basically just saying like, oh, hey, like, did you notice me staring at you the entire time? And at that point I was like pissed. I'm like, yeah, I did. He said, oh, well, you know, like I'm new around here. Like, what's your number? Maybe we can hang out or go to the bar. I'm like, no, like I have a boyfriend. I don't drink, blah, blah, blah. He said, well, where's your boyfriend then? Why isn't he here with you? And that was when I was living um, long distance from my boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, like he's, you know, he doesn't live here, 
blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, if he doesn't live here, how do you know he's not cheating on you? And I said, because we've been together for so many years, blah, blah, blah. I trust him. I know he's not cheating on me. And I was obviously trying to get away from this conversation. Like I was being very blunt with him. I was giving him attitude and he wasn't taking the hint, I guess. And thank God there was actually a girl there that was witnessing this happen. And she literally came to my rescue. And if you're listening to this by any chance, thank you. I didn't know her, but she was sort of just waiting there um, while we were talking. And she said, oh, like, I just have a question for her, you know, when you guys are done talking. I said, oh, no, we're done talking. Like, we can, you know, what's up? And then she pulled me aside and she's like, do not give that guy the time of day. He was staring at you the entire time. I can tell he's bad news. And she literally saved me from that whole situation, which I'm so thankful for. Because he then eventually, you know, walked away and I got out of the gym so fast. But I don't tell you that story to scare you because that happened to me once in the past, I don't know, six, seven years and most people are not like that. You know, if it makes you feel more comfortable to go with like a gym buddy or something, then I totally understand, especially, you know, when you're getting more comfortable and warming up to the gym. Um, my boyfriend comes with me a lot too, so that also sort of takes that aspect away from it because I know if there's any issues, like he's there. But again, like that is not a common occurrence and you can always go to the people at the front desk they're really good at sort of dealing with that so just i guess be aware of it but also realize that people are not staring at you the majority of the time my next tip i think this is tip number eight or nine i don't know now i'm sort of getting all confused um, but try to plan to go to the gym at like the least busy times a day if possible. I know a lot of people work nine to fives and it's sort of hard to completely control your day and revolve your day around your workouts. But if you do have the opportunity to sort of go at its non-busy times, which is usually before rush hour, like around five o'clock is when I notice personally my gym really getting crowded because everyone's going right after their shift until like nighttime, honestly. So if you can get there before five, you're golden because that's like when everyone's at work and I find that it's the least busy and I definitely still do get uncomfortable when it's really busy. And mostly for the fact that most of the equipment's taken and it sort of screws up my plan that I have created ahead of time. So then it screws up my workout and I don't usually get the best workouts in those days. Also, just trying to find space, find benches, it can be really difficult and honestly frustrating at times. So I try to avoid it when I can. But again, I know it's hard sometimes. So if not, I totally understand if you can't abide by that tip. Number, I believe, nine is to consider using a trainer in the beginning because honestly at my gym they have free trainers they can show you specific machines they can help you sort of create a plan to help you reach your specific and individual goals they could show you how to use the different machines help you with form and honestly just walk you through things to help you get a little bit more accustomed to things and I see people using the trainers all the time. I never think anything of it. 
So really don't be afraid to utilize that tool because that's what they're there for. And I think that they are free at a lot of gyms. I know at Planet Fitness they are. Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, private gyms, they may have their own fees or rules or whatever it may be. But it's definitely something to consider, even just utilizing that in the beginning until you get used to things. It's not something that you need to pay for long term if there are fees. And my 10th and final tip for overcoming gym anxiety is honestly, fake it until you make it. Literally act like you own the gym. No one's going to know the difference if it's your first time at the gym or you go there all the time. You know, you can walk in, take up space, don't feel guilty. I know this is easier said than done, which is why I say fake it until you make it. And you deserve to take up just as much space as those men who are shirtless, grunting and throwing their weights around like idiots. Like you truly do have the same right to be there and they're no better than you. And just exuding that confidence, even if you don't truly feel it yet, can be so powerful and just make you feel a little bit better. So I hope that some of those tips helped. I know most of them are sort of for beginners um, who are sort of just trying to get into the gym for the first time or maybe get back into a routine after a long break, but I hope that you found some of those helpful. Now, just touching on my current workout routine, I'm trying to hit legs about three times a week, but most weeks it ends up turning out to be closer to two because even though I plan to get to the gym about five days a week, I don't always get to the, all of those workouts just because some days my schedule is a little bit busier than others. And I've gotten to the point in my journey where it doesn't bother me if I have to skip a workout or I don't blame myself or I'm not hard on myself if I can't get to the gym a certain day. So I'm happy that, you know, I've gotten to that point and I'm a lot more balanced with my lifestyle and not forcing myself and revolving my entire life around the gym. So I'm happy to see that growth within myself. But I do aim for, you know, two to three leg days, one upper body day a week. And that's simply because I love working out upper body, but I was genetically born with a large upper body. Like I have broad shoulders. I have big arms. Literally since I was little, I've had like pretty massive biceps without even working out. So I sort of work them out because I enjoy it and I also want them to be strong, but I'm not putting all of my focus on upper body simply because I am already at the size I want. I'm just trying to keep everything balanced. And then I've also been adding just one day dedicated fully to cardio, which usually consists of incline treadmill for 30 to 40 minutes, or sometimes I'll do a little bit of treadmill, a little bit of elliptical, maybe five minutes of Stairmaster if I'm feeling extra spicy that day. And then I dedicate two days almost always each week to rest. And sometimes on those rest days, I might go for a walk if that's in the cards. But I truly believe that rest is just as important as working out because that's honestly when your muscle is doing all of its building and repairing. And if you work out seven days a week, you're not giving your body that time to recover and fuel up for your next workouts. So rest days are so important and so helpful. 
and honestly, you'll probably see more progress if you do truly utilize those rest days instead of going to the gym seven days straight. And with all of that being said, I really do hope that you guys got something from this episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I really can't wait to talk to you guys again soon.